0: and smart you can tell he knows kind of where go. to sit in zones yeah. the quarterback
1: scrambles he knows where to go because i mean you gotta be smart to play quarterback well, look you, at this desk yeah look at these two guys. Quarter, That's right
0: <laughs> yeah that's right two smart guys that used to play quarterback we weren't smart enough to keep playing quarterback though <laughs> we're stupid enough to host podcasts that's what we do we talk in front of a mic. I don't know. Ugh. There is there is a like a line of being too smart for your own good playing quarterback. Totally. Now, it seems to be less, I don't know why now, than maybe when we grew up. Mm-hmm. Like, now, it's like I, the smart guys seem to be able to process it and be smart. Right. But I do feel like, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, if my take is wrong here, because this is a take. It's yeah. not like I've done real research here. Okay. But I do feel like as I was growing up, there was like, I talked to my dad's coaches and friends and like, if you were too smart at quarterback, they were literally like, well, he's like too smart. He's asking too many questions. He's reading too deep into this subject, right? He's a little too analytical. Like you're too good for your, you're too smart for your own good here. You know, where it's just like they question everything. And I was with a few quarterbacks like that in my yeah, career. Yeah. And I had a head coach that was like, you're too smart for your own good. Stop asking so many fucking questions. Right. I'm <laughs> right. not going to say who it was, but there was really that. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be an issue anymore. Yeah. And then with the Eli Mannings of the world mm. and all these other guys have great, really smart, you know, uh, yeah. Wunderlich scorers. Yeah. It seems like that's a myth now. And I would you say. You should be smart. And again, really it's smart. just
1: a, a reaction take to yeah. what you just said. But right. it's. Uh, It's wonderful to be super smart on on the front end, ask the right questions, grasp all this terminology and all these concepts. But at some point in the moment, you got to turn that off. And it's not about being smart. Get out of your own way and just have the right reactions. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's where people say, oh, he's too smart to play. Right. If he's thinking about it in the moments and trying to analyze that's it, the, then that's the problem. Then you right. can't play. You're
0: right. There's the guys that I was with. that were like that. There was yeah. two, and it was just like, wait, dude, the guy's wide open down the middle. I know right. he's the second read, yeah. but just fucking throw it to him. He's yeah. open. Forget it. I know coach said you had to go here first, but you saw it. Just go there. Right. And I guess, and that's what makes like Peyton Manning and Brady who yeah. they are. Yeah, exactly. Because they are the smart guy, like you're talking about it before, but then they have like the instincts and the natural feel for the game to be like, okay, I'm not a robot. Like, yeah. You know, coach said I'm supposed to do this, but I just noticed right. this, and I'm going to throw it there. Right. And yeah, so yeah, you're right. Okay, that was a good talk. I
1: had the same one. No Don't Same yeah.
0: wonderlick as Dan Marino. Did you really? Release was not quite the same. Not quite the same. Yeah, just just a bit yeah. off. Uh, so wait, wonderlick, Dan Marino. Yeah. I, have, I feel like I have a pretty good feel. I think it was was it Marino Mid-20s, or Elway? Mid twenties,
1: late twenties. It was. I forget if it was Marino or Elway, it was very average.
0: It was very. I think it very was Marino. Up. Elway was pretty up there, I believe. Elway was up there. Okay. I mean, Elway Whichever was,
1: one of those two dudes was kind of middle of the pack there.
0: I think Marino was considered middle of the pack, which is yeah. where I was as well. Okay. I, mean, I was a middle of the pack guy. We should wonder lick it now. Like I, I, I would love to. It's actually a fun test. Can you get it? I, I mean, I'm sure we can. I mean, all these agents are I getting. Even rem- it, I remember. I remember
1: taking it, but I don't remember like what the questions were about or anything. It's it's
0: just like it's uh, it's 60 questions progressively get harder one through 60, so they just keep getting harder. Mm. I took the test twice, and I know I've told it on here before. Did wa- you get it twice? Once illegally, a scout, my senior year in college, right? Yeah. Um. Just he went, smuggled he, you the wonderland. He, he went. No, he went. He's like, hey, when practice over today? Right, he's an old scout that was kind of famous around the league. Yeah, I've told people in the NFL about this, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's all about it. He would do that. That's for sure. Hey, hey, he came over to me as I was getting dressed for practice, right, where scouts weren't even allowed to be in the right, locker room. No. But he was one of these guys that was like, eh, fuck it. I'll yeah. bend the rule here. And he came over to me, and I'm getting dressed. Hey, Sims, after practice, just come see me in this room over here. I'll be in there just five, ten minutes. all I need you for. It's so Okay, shady. cool. I know, but, you know, he was, he was around a lot, and I liked him. And he talked ball. So I yeah, okay, cool, sure. But then I went in there, and he goes, here, I just want you to take this. And it was the Wonder League, you know. And I was probably at about a month left in college football season. Yeah. And I took it. I did pretty good it. I think I got a 27 on that one. Yeah. But then when I went to the Combine, I got – and Pete could probably look it up. I think I got a 24 or maybe a 23. Okay. Somewhere in there. But it was all because I didn't know a few of the vocabulary ones. Like the one I took at school, I just got lucky in the vocab questions. Where were yeah. like, I know these ones. Yeah. And I remember I got – 22. Shit. Fuck 22. you, Pete. You're supposed to say 23 or 24. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I got into the NFL. I remember going, damn, like some of the, the vocab words that were in the middle, yeah. I just didn't have the feel for them. And that yeah. was the difference. I don't
1: remember. I, don't, I, I wish I did remember it. Yeah. yeah. We'll
0: do that. Maybe we should do that like dead time, okay. early June. We'll take a Wonderlick. I remember the Giants had me take a 400 oh. question
1: multiple. T- 400 questions. No doubt. And I got the sweet windbreaker for it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool.
0: I made up for it. Yeah. I was so pissed taking the giant test. Awful. I was so pissed. I did it at the senior bowl, and I was literally like, I remember you know college football ends go home for a few days train go to the senior bowl i'm practicing all this it's been a crazy busy time and the giants go go in the room here and take yeah, this test and take and this I'm going, okay question sure. Test. Okay, it's an hour and 45 minutes later yeah. i'm still here taking this test yeah and i was motherfucking the giants going yeah. if there's one fucking team in football that knows me it's, and know, i've been around them my whole life i was in the locker room at three yeah i know all of you people that just gave me the test <laughs> and I, I i think with the Giants test. I think I didn't answer like the last forty questions. Really? I think I just said you should have been like, like just wrote like last name Sims, yeah. Dad twenty two twenty five <laughs> Super Bowl. That's it. Suck it. it. I'm done. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. I, anytime I had a physical problem, I came to the locker room. You know everything about me. Come on. I heard we're talking O line today. Yeah. You is know that right? right? Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good I kind of sidetracked change. it. There. Yeah. I'm that's sorry. all right. Good yeah. O lines and quarterbacks yeah. and wonderlicks. Yeah.
1: Before we get to your top five, yeah. which I think is top six. Yeah. I to top six here. Yeah. Okay. Before we do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. You like it
1: yeah a lot a of, lot of first round picks there i think we have some some traffic up top as we like to say i sensed when we were talking quarterbacks a little while ago i'm like i think he likes malik willis a little you bit more it. than he has him ranked you said it so go ahead and take it from there
0: yeah i mean the quarterback rankings listen you know me i'm not one that usually changes my rankings around a whole lot Nothing wrong with that. No, and and I try not to because I I put all my – I mean, I I go hard on my evaluations. I don't go like, oh, let me watch a little and then I'll come back to it a few weeks later and see if I change. I try to go all in um, all at once, and that's what I do. But, yes, if I had to make a switch right now, I'm going to make – sleeve corral at one i think corral is still the only guy to me that's worthy of a top half of the first round pick but malik willis number two and kenny pickett number three i would like to make that change as far as willis was my three pickett was my two let's flip those around what was the deciding factor you know I, i think really what i came down to is as the more and more i just thought about it and i'm not even gonna lie my dad led me down this road a little bit my dad reads my notes right he likes to look at it and stuff. And, hey, send me a picture of these notes, so I do it. And he was kind of looking at it. He made a comment to me about two weeks ago. He's just like, I mean, I'm reading your notes. Everything you say, like you think Malik Willis is going to be better. Mm-hmm. You just made Pickett number two because you think he's better right now. Yeah. And he goes, but you're not drafting a quarterback for who's better right now. And I said, you're exactly right. He goes, you'd made Josh Allen your number one quarterback because yeah. you thought he was going to be the best quarterback in the league the second and third year or mm-hmm. one of those guys that by that time and that's when I went yeah you're right dad you're totally right as much as I see there's the rawness factor with Willis and there's some things that I need to get cleaned up yeah I do believe that and so that's that's where I changed it and yes I'm going to go with a little bit more of that wow factor high-end talent yes there's raw there and some things go. to work yeah. on over the guy where I go we've kind of reached the ceiling and he's good, and don't get me wrong. I don't want to be disrespectful, but just doesn't wow me a whole lot. Yeah. Like I told you during that day, I think
1: reevaluating yeah. doesn't mean you're admitting defeat. It just said you're open to change, and that's just a smart thing to do. Yeah, so, well, I, I well try done. to
0: try to listen to myself yeah. and, 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 and think about it, right? And my dad, yeah. I do. I trust my dad, and you know, I mean, you know me and well enough to know that I think and talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah. So as sometimes you know, again, it's raw. You just studied it, whatever else. You give it a little time to digest. You start to think of other little points that oh wait I should have that makes sense and yeah. you start to juggle around wide receivers probably another position I need to look at a little bit okay. i would tell you that probably the other one I'm looking at to where I go hmm. uh, might need to readjust a little there but all in all for the most part I feel good everywhere else we'll save that one for, yeah, uh, for we'll a later save it time, right
1: okay offensive lineman yeah thinking about you evaluating the offensive line like the other positions that we've talked about quarterbacks, skill positions. I mean, these are all things pretty near and dear to to what you're used to watching. Right. How difficult is it to sit down and grind
0: out tape and come up with a list for centers, Guards and tackles. Uh, it's 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 fun. I I like watching O line stuff. I do. You know, not that I'm going to sit here and tell you I'm an expert and I'm you know I'm you know Dante Scar. I'm not Scarnecchia or yeah. you know one of the great O line coaches, uh, Bill Callahan, and with the Cleveland Browns or anything like that. Did you
1: spend time in New England evaluating these guys? I
0: I, I mean I didn't. I got to be around yeah. Scarnecchia a lot when we did workouts and things and saw how he kind of put them through certain things. I certainly learned and listened to traits that he found very valuable for all the line especially the tackle position because at that time too we had nate Solder mm. and sebastian Vollmer up there yeah. who were big you know eastern european blockhead types <laughs> that you know just whatever coach told them to do they were going to yeah. do yes sir that was it so yeah i learned a lot from that uh and and learned yes i did learn some O line play up there i did i had to draw his pictures up a lot of the times so yeah i feel like you know I've been around some good ones. Not that I'm perfect here, but I feel like I certainly can spot a talented one. And I feel like I at least know technique to a degree. Mm-hmm. I know there's nuances that I'm not as up on as right. some of the other great people, evaluators, all line in the NFL. But know enough basics to go this is good, this is bad, and this will work in the NFL.
1: Of all the positions yeah. that you
0: evaluate in the for the NFL draft, which is every position right. on the field, yeah.
1: is this the hardest one?
0: It's the hardest because I think when you get towards the, the top, there's more little nuances like we're discussing a little that have to be taken into account. You know, as far as, you know, the arm length, the competition, what he exactly is asked to be doing schematic-wise. And then you have to get into, you know, some little different things as far as, ooh, hip tightness and, you know, can he squat his ass and get his ass down? The base, the punch, mm. the bucket steps, yeah. you know? Is he taking the right steps when he's pulling? Does he get his body kind of cheated in the right way? So those are the little things I think that, like, you know, maybe separated that are very finite, to separate it at times that, yeah, that can be, that can be hard, but. Uh, I, I like I said I kind of enjoy doing it. It's it's fun turning on big fuckers yeah. and just saying let's it's watch this fucking people, guy yeah. kill people. Yeah,
1: it was fun all those years when I was doing this with with Mayock. At least once or twice a year he would call somebody a heavy legged waistbender. Yeah, heavy legged like, oh, waistbender. Yeah. Good. Yeah, 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 it's right. springtime again.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, heavy legged waistbender. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, big power underneath the <laughs> underneath the body, and then you know it's pliable, can be yeah. in awkward positions, can get low as he's pulling around the edge as a pulling guard and, and and get the bend going to get ready for that second-level wrap around on the linebacker. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool, nuanced phrases
1: yeah. with uh, O-linemen. There is a lot more athleticism. There's a lot more to it than size and toughness than no doubt. Thing I think people realize. Yes, yes. Okay, putting this class in perspective a yeah. little more, the offensive linemen, before we get to your top five, yeah. let's take a peek at what you had last year, this time last year for the big guys up front. And how do you think this class compares? Uh, I think overall
0: the class itself compared to last year is, is, is better. I, I do. You know, that that would be the first thing I would say. We got a little bit of everything, right? Here, if you're watching on YouTube, this is a list of O-linemen drafted in the top 10 over the last six drafts. For the most part, I mean, they they've worked out pretty well, except for the 2020 guys, I would say there. Yeah. Andrew Thomas and Jedrick Wills. You know, Wills has been good. I don't know if it's been 10-pick good. Andrew Thomas has been disappointment for the Giants to this point. Mm-hmm. Everybody else there has kind of lived up to their billing. There's some
1: either good or really good picks Exactly on right.
0: I mean, Quentin Nelson's going yeah. to the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah. Right? McGlinchey's been really good for nice the 49ers. He got hurt last year. Ronnie Stanley's the best left tackle in football mm. before he got hurt. Yeah. Jack Conklin, it didn't kick ass in Tennessee, but it got real good, and then it got real good in Cleveland, so where he's very worthy of that. And uh, let's see where where Penny Sewell goes, you know, from here. Let's and Thomas
1: see. Thomas was better last year.
0: Yeah, Thomas was better last year, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I would think, you know, again, the Giants are, you know, they might be in the market for the O line. We'll see where it goes, but he he's going to be starting on their O line for sure. at One of the tackle positions. We've hit
1: Wunderlich, uh heavy legged waistbenders, athleticism, maulers like. We're all set up and ready for
0: top five now, right? Yeah, I, we're ready all, to go? all ready. And, okay. and like you said, it's top six. It's, it's top six. six and, and just a, a overall thing here, I mean, very good group, especially the the top end guys. I, I think there's probably – I think you legitimately can have eight O-linemen drafted in the first round. Wow. Definitely. You're talking tackle guard Definitely. center. yeah. The, the the honorable mentions I'm going to name after them, two of them are, are first-round talents for sure. And I would, I would think they're going to go in the first round. Hmm. These six to me, I think are pretty special. I, you know me, I like to do the top five, but there's, there was a guard here and the guy we're going to talk about in a second that I just think's too fucking good that I have to leave him on. I got to put him on the list here. Okay, he's he's a phenomenal football player, but all these guys are going in the first round. Yeah. I mean, all six are going in the first round, and I think the two we name after will, too, as well. Maybe eight. Yeah. Makes me wonder what that means for the fact that we're wondering oh, about if
1: two or three quarterbacks That's what, go. Oh,
0: that's what I mean. I, the more and more I look at this, I have a pretty good feel for the draft right now. Yeah. Linebacker's the only thing I'm not complete on. The one thing I know, yeah, you know, you hear people say, there's no superstars in this draft. Okay, I, I would agree with that. Fine, there's no Miles Garrett, Javion Clowney, or whatever, that kind of guy, right? Yeah. I get it. A lot of really good, though, like, whoa, you know, top 20 picks where you go, this guy's going to be a multiple Pro Bowl player and a starter for 8 to 10 years, right? And then there's a ton of, I, I like, 60-plus guys that I wrote 20 to through 45 on mm. in the draft. I mean, 20 through 45, 20 through 45. Okay, that's 60 guys. We're in the third round here. Yeah. So I think that speaks to the depth of the draft. But the thing I was getting to about your quarterback conversation there is I do think at every position – even this one here we're gonna hit on. There's two or three guys that stand alone at the position. And there is a drop off. Not mm-hmm. to say those guys at the drop off aren't good, mm-hmm. but these three guys are a clear cut above the rest. Okay. And I think that's gonna make the top fifteen picks very valuable and a year where you look at the quarterbacks and yes, it's not really a you know, a killer year. There's you know, I wouldn't take you know, like you've heard me say, Corral's the only one I would even think about taking in the first half of the round. The other guys, I would not. Willis probably right after that and pick it a little down the line. Um, but I, I think it's going to make those top 15 picks valuable because teams are going to look at it and go, wait, we need a tackle – We feel like there's only two or three that are really elite that we know, like right now. Oh, we need a D tackle. We need a D tackle. We only feel like there's two, and then it's a drop off, you know. So I think that's going to make it a little bit more valuable uh, and a little different than maybe years past. All right, one of the many
1: signs we're going to have here in the next uh, hour or so of how much you like this offensive line class is the fact that the top five, as we've mentioned, is actually a top six. Yeah. Let's get started here with six.
0: Yeah, number six, Kenyon Green from uh texas a&m uh, i mean he's the guy that you know really we're gonna have another guard in front of him here in a second but first off huge body heavy-legged waist bender how do you like that paulie right Are off you, the bat yeah if i it mean fits, really it is <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad thing. Mike didn't uh, like it. He didn't like it. Yeah, if you want right. to say it's a good thing. No, no. You I'm down what? with that. It's it's uh he's not heavy legged. He's not heavy legged. This is a really good athlete. Guarded. Okay. Is he but he's got power. Yes. He's a that's why I go like heavy legged that yeah. way. He can drive people, root people out of the ground that way. All right. Now it's a body that's um, you know, maybe a hair pear shape, but a huge body, long arms, not the greatest upper body strength in the world. If there was one thing I would say it was probably the negative of him in that and the reason I made him the second guard behind the guy we're going to get to in a second, uh, the stalemates, things like that, right? You're in the wrestling, like this guy, oh, man, we both hit each other hard. Now we're trying to, you know, he could fall off at times. He mm. might every now and then lose that, Not want to say lose that battle, but not win that battle or continue to stalemate because he would fall off. But as far as all the athletic stuff is concerned, I mean, the guy is phenomenal. I mean, anything really pulling, you know, uh, a straight ahead explosion, off the ball, getting to the second level. Now, the reason he's six is there's a little bit of a rawness to him. He's not perfect technically all the time. He will take a wrong step every now and then or maybe take a wrong angle right up to the second level. You know, I talked about maybe the leg drive stops on contact every now and then and he might fall off. But that's it's being, you know, very picky here. I'm holding it to a first-round standard. Uh, I was amazed by the player, let alone the guy has legit, legit potential to be tackle in the NFL. That was
1: uh, what I wanted to bring he up. does. But versatility yeah. is crazy here. Yes. Okay, 13 starts at right guard in 2019. Right. 10 starts at left guard, 2020. Last year, 7 at left guard, 2 at right guard, 2 at right tackle, 1 at left tackle. I mean, that's... It's the good and the bad. Well, on with one him. hand, it's great diversity. Right, exactly. On the other, it's like, well, if he was awesome at one, why didn't they just leave him?
0: Well, because because he was he was awesome at one, but I think he was also the only guy that sometimes where they go, well, we got a guy that's a little bit better to fill in the guard behind you, and we're gonna make you the guy that has to do the toughest thing and go to left tackle yeah. or right tackle. What'd you say there, Pete? The- they had injuries, they had injuries. They yeah, yeah no I know that. yeah it was it was all injury stuff so that's they're just trying to get their guy on the field so that's where the 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 film can be a little cloudy you have to make sure you really watch him at guard you know tackle yeah there's going to be a few negative plays here and there there is, but I don't think it's like a thing where you look at an tackle and go, "Oh, whoa, he can't do that." Yeah. I just go, "No, if you let him stay there and let him play and kind of get ready used to the nuances, yeah. he could be a big time left tackle." But I think for sure he's a big time guard. That's for sure. You know, the pop off the ball, the way he can move people that way. You know, he's a little, he's very pliable. You know, the guy we're going to talk to in a minute is a little bit more rocked up and your stiff guard. This guy's got a little bit more of, hey, a little bit more of a soft body. It might be a little more center gravity related, you know, with just a little bit of a belly and stuff, but not sloppy. I don't want to yeah. say that. Just I'm trying to paint a picture for everybody out there. Yeah. Uh, always keeps a good base. You know, so everything you looked at athletically, you just went, oh, check it off the box. Oh, here's NFL defensive tackles. He holds his own and then some against them. So, he was a really good football player and like I said, the issues I had were just the position movement and a few little like just easy coachable fixes that I would look at to go. These aren't worries. This yeah. is just somebody's going to get on his ass and coach
1: him a little. Thinking about his athleticism and I know what you see on tape doesn't always mean, yeah. Okay, it's going to show up at the combine. But go ahead and take here his combine measurements and kind of how he compared with a lot of the others. And basically, he had a very below average combine workout, which doesn't yeah, mean he's I not know. a great football player. Right. But when you're thinking about taking somebody in the first round, d- does this concern you when you look at him compared to other people at his position at the combine? He was
0: below average. No, it, it doesn't really. It doesn't. You know, I mean, again, I the five two four the forty right. Mm-hmm. All right, that's slow. I get it. How much does that really matter? But for a it, guard? it doesn't. You know, this is the, this is this is a good conversation because we were going to get into this when we get down to the tackle later a little bit too. But like, yeah, tell me how that five three for Orlando Brown's working out. Yeah, that's right. the one of the best left tackles in football. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like what the fuck would that? But shit? the
1: other areas that measure athleticism are, are, are kind of yeah, down too. they're
0: they're just okay. They're okay. You're right. You know, again, but like when I watch them pop off the ball, there's great explosion. You know, I'm not necessarily worried about his long speed. You see him pull around the edge mm-hmm. and or even get out in screens. I never at once went, Man, he's just less of an athlete than I was expecting. You know, this is one where you turn on the film and then you go back and look at the profile a little bit and you go, Wait, really? Are these his numbers? That's kinda of surprising. Mm. Because it just nothing shows of that. Nothing. So, you know, I don't know what the story is there, but um, Hands down, NFL long-time starting guard, like I said, with a little bit of the versatility to move around if need be. And as I told you, I just – you know, he's dominant at guard at times. I mean, not at times. He's dominant. He shows true dominance there. And I think between that, the get-off, the base always being good, um, you know – I looked at him and just said this is a first-round guard for sure. There's zero physical concerns with the players. The player, the negative is just a little of the coaching and the technique like we talked about and all the changes. Um, But he has a very high ceiling. And, you know, I don't think it's a very low floor either to go along with it. It's a really good football player.
1: I think he did a nice job of grouping together positions here because as we move to number five, we keep the guard thoughts coming here.
0: Yeah, number five, we're going to go with Zion Johnson from Boston College, who's a hell of a football player. Now, like here, to compare him with Kenyon Green, I don't think he's as athletic as Kenyon Green. Hmm. I don't. Watching the film, I went, no, Kenyon Green is clearly the better athlete. You're a big traits guy, so what makes him higher rated? Well, you know, this guy like – You don't ever see him really do anything wrong. I mean, that's the big thing. So the other guy's a little bit all the potential. And like I talked about, there's a few raw elements in here. With this guy, too, you know, again, the film is awesome. And we're still talking about a very powerful, strong guy here and a pretty good athlete to go with it. A little stiffer than than Kenyon Green, Green, who we were just talking about. But as far as, like, you know, pure power, getting off the ball, dominating blockers, I mean, letting no one even move him and pass protection. You know, always kind of being in the right positions body-wise. Other yeah. than his stance, he has a weird stance. Huh. He's got that, you know, kind of got that stance of, like, I can't remember who it was back in the old day, where, like, the knee kind of collapses in on one side a little yeah. bit. Was Randall that Dr- McDaniel. Is that Randall McDaniel? Yeah, is that yeah. who it was? I know. I was going to say, like, Dermani Dawson at first, but I think you're right. It was Randall McDaniel. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of has weird that weird stance. Stand. before he mauled everybody. Hey, well, that's kind of what this yeah. is. It's the only thing you question on this kid is the stance. Yeah. He's very instinctive. You know, Boston College, of course, they're. Very well coached up there, but you know, always the right angles to the second level. But you no, know, not as impressive in space as Kenyon Green in my in in uh, in my opinion. But I think overall the clean the negative plays are less than. Of course, he played guard the whole time, and he is truly like day one. You're going to be able mm-hmm. to throw him in and start at guard right away.
1: We've got the, the the measurables from the combine as well with him, and it looks much much better. I mean, yeah. the athleticism he was. Right. Uh, his – I mean, he was terrific at the combine. And he also has the versatility as well, Chris. I mean, 11 starts right tackle, 7 left guard, 11 left
0: tackle, 11 left guard. I mean, he was all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I know. He, he can do it all. There's nothing you're going to look at. Again, this is another guy that I think if you had injuries on your NFL offensive line, you went, man, we got to play him a tackle. He could probably yeah. do it. He can. But he's made to be a guard. He is. He's got the guard build, the power. You know – you know, he's 34-inch long arms, but to me, the arms i don't know, they don't pop off on film. And, you know, again, I'll stay one more time. I thought the other kid was a better athlete. When I first started watching this kid, I went, oh, you know, he's a mauler, you know. hes He's got the look of a good athlete, but there's a little stiffness to his game. But as I went on with the film, one of the things I wrote down is the more I watch, the more I kind of like the athlete. I do. You know, straight line, he's awesome. Pulling, awesome. You know, space adjustments, right? This is where I would say Kenyon Green had a different, a little bit better ability. Not that he was always did it better Mm -hmm. because he might have not had the right technique at times. But when I say space adjustments, right, like, you know, think about guard center. We're both blocking the nose tackle. And now I got to now I got to go to the second level and cut off the will linebacker or do something like that, you know. Guys could make a move on him at the second level every now and then, oh, he, I missed him, and then he got by me and went through the A-gap, right? Mm-hmm. There's, so the, those were some of the negatives is where I meant the stiffness, where Ken Young Green was a little more pliable and had been like, oh, wait, you faked me out, but I still can get back over there and knock you out of the way to where you can't get in the play, if that makes sense. I hope I'm painting the picture the right way there, um, but yeah. I mean... I do like the comparisons. Yeah. I kind of like to... Doesn't uh, ever lose a battle, this dude. Yeah. The stalemates is the other reason I would say I would go with this guy, because the stalemates ended up always going in his favor, because he had enough power, kept the legs going, and his arms, you can even see it on film, his arms are just more developed and have a more strong look to him, to where he could kind of win those wrestling matches more times than not. Sum
1: it up, kind of in one question, one situation here, let's say a team is
0: taking a guard.
1: We're taking a guard in the 20s with our first pick. Right.
0: Love both these guys. Yeah.
1: Chris, what's the biggest difference between them?
0: I I just think I'm going to go with the biggest thing I'm going to go with is one is totally ready and I have no questions about. The other one is maybe a higher end athlete, Mm -hmm. but not so much to where I go, wait, there's a few things in the technique that I got to, you know. That, that bother me right Not so he's not such a great athlete that the technique issues you go oh well, I'm not worried about that so yeah. that's where I, I think I got to put Zion Johnson ahead of him that way all right yeah he's a little lesser of an athlete but I think in all other areas he's a better football player okay I guess that's where I'm going with that how if high? that makes sense how high would you expect I, him to I would, go? I, 20 to 32 that's kind of where I wrote right in that range somewhere in there I mean the one thing with you know the pass protection, I think, was the thing I was very impressed with. I really was legs were always underneath them and a good anchor, you know very good punch and hand usage, which you don't always see from guards in the you know coming out of college, but like doesn't let tackles get into his body and get momentum, right? He kind of meets them and punches and stuns them right away. So now, oh, no, you big fucker. You're not going to get momentum and then yeah. run me over. I'm going to stop the momentum, and then we're just going to be in a stalemate fight right here. And like I said, he's very good in that. PFF summed it up pretty well. He's not perfect, but he has no glaring weakness on tape. That's kind of what it is. Exactly right. You know, he's not perfect, but he's, he's damn good. He is. And there's no question that – you know, he's a first-round guard and a starting guard, really right away, day one. Uh, I like both of these guys a lot. Like I said, Zion Johnson, I think is just the clean's film. the The film is cleaner, and he's ready to go right now.
1: All right, enough of these guards. Although it was clear to see that you think that they both belong there in that back part of the first yeah. round. Let's get into the tackles. Yeah, the money position up front. The here for money the first position.
0: Round. SEC is our first stop here. Yeah, Charles Cross, Mississippi State. That's where I'm going to go here. Now, you know, I know uh, a lot of people, he's he's part of the big three as far as the tackle position is concerned, right? Um, really good specimen, you know, has a body you look at right away and you just go, oh, man, he just, he looks like an NFL left tackle, all right? He's got arms long as hell. So all the things you like for a tackle are perfect. Is he perfect? No, he's not. Is he as good as the other two tackles in the draft that we're going to talk about a little while? No, he's not. You know, does he have the potential to be as good as they do? Yeah, he probably does, but it's not one where he can just throw him up there in their class quite yet. What's your biggest concern that well, kind of keeps him out of that group of the top two? Two, one, you know, can can play a little high. All right, that was the one thing that I did not love. And then, you know, he's a little like I want to get to the the tightness in his hips to really be in a strong athletic position and have your base underneath you that's what i mean where you know he at times can have, it just seems too upright and there are moments of when he can get pushed back or pushed around right and you know i'm big on base you know of course that's it's a huge thing you know again when cam jordan puts his hand on the ground and just goes i'm going to that spot as fast as i can go Well, then you better have some special base to stop that guy and put your foot in the ground and have an anchor to stop him. And that's always my concern with these type of guys. So that's my issue with him. He is the rawest of these tackles. Mm. Great feet, awesome in space, okay? But, yes, can play, like, way too high, all right? That's that's the first thing uh, that comes together. Can have moments in pass protection where – you know, again, it can be less than because the mechanics aren't good. The feet can get close together, to where you're like, well, you should never be in a position where your feet are like more narrow than your shoulders at right. tackle. Right. You're going to get pushed over. So those are things that you looked at. You know, he has things to clean up, but all the physical tools and ability to be big time. But yes, his film to me was not on the level of the other two tackles we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Okay, we we oftentimes talk about hands as it relates to
1: quarterbacks. Ten and three quarters, 92nd percentile. This description of his hands, I want to hear what you
0: think about this. Big, strong, and sticky. Does that fit, and what does it mean? Yeah, well, I think what they mean by, like, sticky is that, like, when he gets his hands on you, they kind of stick on there. Right? Is that what they're meaning by that? Like overall? But he's not holding. I didn't think, I didn't come away looking at it as holding. I didn't see like holding being an issue with him overall. Yeah. Now, what's an issue with him is how bland their offense is. Mm. It's, you know, one protection all the time. It's, of course, they throw the ball every play, they only run one run play. He's going to be clueless in the run game. He's going to be clueless. So he's very basic as far as that stuff is concerned. And he only started two years in That's State. what I mean. So he could be a guy where you draft him, and I don't think it's a guarantee he's, like, starting for you in year one. I don't think there's a guarantee. If you, you take know? a tackle in year one, aren't you most of the time thinking he's going to yeah. start I, on one yeah, side or the other? Yeah, I mean, I, you would like that to be. Now, he has, like, big-time, you know, starting potential to where he's good enough to where you take him and, okay, yeah, you hope he starts year one, but if he has to be your sixth all lineman or whatever and then you get him in the next year, so what? Um, but, yeah, this is a, an athlete who needs to play and needs to be coached more. That, that's really the biggest thing that I came away with more than anything else. You heard me about the pad level, you know, uh, doesn't have the same pop and physicality and get off and to be able to drive people off the ball like the two tackles we'll talk about or even like the two guards we just talked about. He's not quite at their level in that department. So, you know, those, those are the things I would look at more than anything. Um, and then you heard me say, you know, the mechanics, the anchor were not on the level, especially of the top two, uh, pass protectors in the draft. In my
1: opinion, I feel like in this class, uh, no matter the position we're talking, we, we've hit a lot of 40 times are like, boy, these, yeah. these are fast this year. Right. I always find it interesting. I don't know if it's meaningful or significant. Just interesting when someone who's six five three ten like Charles cross yeah. comes down underneath the five. So he runs a four, nine, five, 94th percentile of the combine. Interesting
0: observation, but does it matter no, at all? No, that's what I mean. It doesn't matter to me. It's an overblown thing again. It's it's just gotten the scouting world. All right, if he ran a five two, which or we talked three, about with the
1: guard, who like, you said didn't matter. i was I wondering on the other end it if it's faster than it should be. It,
0: if it's like it, it's it's not that it's faster than it should be. He looks like he would run that. He is an exceptional athlete. Does it indicate anything though about how he can play tackle? Not really. Not really. I mean, to me, I would be concerned if I went, okay, he ran five three, mm-hmm. and then I turn on the film and go, whoa, he's fucking sluggish off the start, off the ball, it's sluggish, whoa, whoa, all right, and then I start to go, man, anything he does laterally, moving his feet, side to side, all that, damn, it's slow as shit. Mm-hmm. I'd go, okay, he's slow, he's a shitty athlete, mm-hmm. that's it, you know. But there's also the Orlando Brown thing to go, oh wait, okay, he ran five seven nine at the combine. Who gives a shit? Nobody ever turned the corner on him against Oklahoma. Nobody ever pushed him back, but we decided the last 35 yards of a 40-yard race that an offensive tackle never has to run all of a sudden mattered. Yeah, and that's to me where just like yeah, I don't, you know, it's a good thing to have, but it's not. Sure. It's a not a not a starter or a finisher for me either way. Right, I guess is what I'm saying. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Okay. I, I think the the main things
1: I take away of this is someone who just walks in and wants to learn about him of the three offensive tackles he's he's I don't want to say significantly but it sounds he's clearly like clearly three for me yeah, clearly it's not like he's 2A no to whatever exactly your top right. 2 are no. so he's a little bit distant back there and he might be a little bit of a project in your one I, two.
0: I i wouldn't be shocked i wouldn't be like if you told me oh he's not starting at the end of training camp Yeah. you know they're going to he's the sixth guy he's going to oh, okay yeah okay i'm not shocked by that yeah. i understand that you know, like you said, he hasn't played a lot. He came from a school that doesn't do a lot. They throw the ball every play in the shotgun. It's the same pass protection every play. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a little there to it. But you're getting a guy that does have the potential to be, like, all pro. I mean, yeah. That's that's the thing. You know, there's there's no physical limitations or weakness to the player overall. You just got to fix some of those things and give it a little time. But, yes, to your point, I wrote the other two tackles are top five-ish, top eight-ish picks. mm this guy to me is eighteen to thirty-two. That's where now he'll probably be over drafted because I, I think because of the measurables and what we're talking about here. But to me, that's yeah, he's in the second half of the first round for me.
1: We're gonna hit those two tackles here in yeah. a moment. Let's take a break from them. We get to number three. We go back inside.
0: Yeah. Number three, we are going back inside until one of the fun watches, and we're going to Baldy's home school, baby. Very close to my hometown, yeah. too. Is it very close to your hometown? Is that right? So- Tyler, Tyler Linderbaum, yep. center from Iowa. There you go. Paul's been excited for me to watch him <laughs> for two months now, and I watched him, and I understand why. Fucking guy is good. From Solon, Iowa. About eh, 10 or 15 minutes from Iowa City where the university is. Okay. uh, All right.
1: uh, Quite familiar with the family, with the town, the whole thing. Heard all about him forever. We had him in the All-Star Game in San Antonio. We do. Right. Um, He looked really good there, and he's had an awesome career at Iowa. A lot of talk about, okay, do you take a center who's undersized in the first round? Um, So you can just pick it up and take it from there.
0: No, I I would. I'd have no problem with taking a center undersized in the first round. I don't. I mean, you know, one – Again, it's I, I never like to like put you know limits on what we're talking about. i would never take a tackle who runs yeah. slower than 52. Right. Oh yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. How do you feel yeah. about that now? Oh, I never take one under 52. Well, you're that's wrong. Right. You should adjust your thought there. Yeah. There's more that goes into that. Yeah, he's 290. I mean, again, I I am almost going to just read it. I, I you know, first I went, "Whoa, athletic looking old lineman. Looks like Jason Kel- Kelsey type mm. of body." but maybe even a hair smaller than Kelsey. Whoa, you could see how athletic the guy is right away. Second level, reach blocks. I mean, none of this is going to be an issue. Anything, speed, twitch, explosive, great. Hips, insane. I mean, pulling, you know, speed puller, adjusting on the fly, being in a weird position, getting low, getting out of it, going to another guy. It's all crazy. But, like, here here he is, and now, now I'm probably about 50 plays in, and I go... Big thing I gotta figure out because I, I still hadn't seen anything to say no to it, is can this guy block the Vita Veyas of the world? What do you think? The Akeem Hicks of the world. Yeah. Right? That was my big thing.
1: Now is there any tape of that's a giant th- nose tackle? Not
0: really. No. You know, and again, even as awesome as the Big Ten is, like we were he we had this yeah. little talk right before the the pod today. It ain't the SEC. Yeah. That's the one thing I'll I'll say. I mean, again, Big Ten's great. But the SEC's got, like, a professional defensive tackle on every team. Mm. And there's teams in the Big Ten that don't have that all the time. Yeah. But either way, my summation of that would be that, no, he's not going to have issues with that. First off, it, it the film is is impeccable. I mean, it's really impeccable. Okay, he is 290. I mean, I know he's the Big Ten. He's playing against some NFL defensive tackles next year or whatever. I know there's not a lot of them in this draft. Nobody. He never loses a play. Yeah. I mean – the, the negative plays for him, Paul, are just like, oh, he double teamed with the guard and went up to the next level, and he just didn't crush the linebacker. The linebacker kind of squeaked by him because he took somewhat of a wrong angle or somebody bumped him as he was getting up there, and he just <laughs> knocked him off balance. Like, it's never like, oh, he fucked that play up for yeah. the team. Oh, he got overpowered again. Oh, he didn't move his feet good enough this time. There's never anything. And even when he is over – or somebody's bigger, I don't want to say overpowered because he was never overpowered on film. Yeah. But even when people were bigger than him, he's such a good athlete and understands the game and is so, like, instinctive that he knows how to get his body in positions and stop to so not let that guy make the play or make the tackle. You know, so that's where I make him number three because center is an important position in the NFL right now. There's a lot of good defensive tackles. Teams have a lot of teams that have small, fast defensive tackles where these big guards and centers can't match up with some of these guys. And he's going to be able to match up with those guys, the power guys. Yeah, that'll be a question. But, man, there's nothing on there for me to question it. It's just the actual size and the numbers on paper. Right. There's nothing that visually says that's an issue
1: want to talk more about yeah. that i have a pretty good comp for him too as well there we see it right there um, as you can see six two and one eight's not very tall he's less than 300 pounds wingspan was really bad compared to others yeah arm length as well hand size like none of it just in terms of measurements would say first round pick but everything else about him when you watch him play says first round pick really interesting video with him and i think we have this pete he wrestled Tristan Werfs in high school I don't know if we have yeah, the video I
0: think we do I, I've seen it before I believe we showed it at the
1: combine maybe so, so. Tristan Werfs went to Mount Vernon which is about five minutes right down highway one there from from Solon next time you're there that's amazing let's see it again like Tristan Werfs, like we've all seen him and he's quite a bit bigger than
0: Tyler and he pinned him Tristan Wirfs hasn't has been beat at right tackle like twice in his NFL career so far. Yeah. So there. So, so here we go. I know numbers. We all want to look at them. There's all stuff to glean from all of these numbers. I get it. Yeah. You know, first off, you know, like what we're showing the measurables too. There. You know. Yeah. Is that measurables just the center or all offensive linemen in general? Pete. That's. I think it's all offensive linemen in general. I'm going to be pretty sure, I think. Which, again, is just like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Why do you want to compare him against a left tackle? tackle. It's a totally different skill set and means nothing to it. Right. Yeah. This see, is all offensive weapons. So right. That's a good and point. Some, right. So that's that's what we gotta take into account here. Context matters a lot. And then sometimes we look at things and listen, I know arm length is important. Yeah. Thirty one and one eighth is small, okay, but then you know, we got other guys in football where we go, Well, it's thirty two and a half and he's the best center in football. Yeah. You know, is it really gonna make the biggest difference in the world or you just go, Oh my gosh, you can't do this. Right. You know. I just think The toughness, the power, the ability to hit people and roll his hips through and push them back and stun them is pretty impressive. And then, you know, the center, not only the strength of the point of attack, but like we talk about, it's third down now. And now there's some athletic defense end who's lined up over me or something like that. You know, the quickness, the twitchiness, to me, that's almost just as important as anything at that position. And then they get to ask to do so much today in the NFL, whether it's the screen game and some of the polling and all that to where it's, it's an important position and he's pretty perfect as far as the film's concerned.
1: As long as we're on the Iowa theme, I, I think there's a comparison here that works very well. My, my junior year, my center was Mike Devlin. we have yeah. play in the NFL for seven, eight, nine right. years. So <laughs> then the next season, we got to have one. There was this kid who was really smart and pretty athletic, but he was only about 260 pounds. Right. Casey Wigman. It's like, Casey's going to be pretty good. So he played seventeen years in the NFL. I played with him. Played with in you. Denver. Yeah, right, right. And so like Casey was never that big. No. I I don't I'm think he say ever,
0: was two eighty five, two ninety the year I, I played say, with him in two thousand nine.
1: I don't think he ever weighed more than two hundred ninety pounds. Yeah,
0: I think it was probably two eighty five or right anything. He, right he had a pro bowl kind of
1: career for a lot of years. Yes. And it was the same thing. He knew what he was supposed to do. He was much more athletic than people thought. Much he could get out and cut an end. Casey, 285. I'm going yeah, to guess Casey was probably less than 285. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, I know it's easy because they went to the same school, but it sounds like you're describing the same player. It's a very similar guy. And has the game changed that much where someone who's 280 at center uh, 20 years ago who was really good, can they still be yeah, with that size? definitely.
0: They definitely can. I mean, it takes a it's a special – like Casey, a special guy that's got that kind of power yeah. and that's kind of a body. Well, but Jason Kelsey's not far off from that either. I mean, I'm going to guess you – I bet you Kelsey's 295, 292. Yeah. Probably not as much as whatever he's listed at. I bet you he's less than that to your point there. No, but it's it's a position about – how quick and explosive you can get on them this is where these guys make up casey wigman would win battles because he could snap the ball and get on the guy in front of him mm-hmm. before that guy could get off the ball and get the momentum to push him back even though he was the bigger man so he's already had his body on the guy as that guy was trying to go in, and he's like oh i'm already on you you stop your uh, you're yeah. stopping there so there is something to that let alone again you know, that's strong. Okay, I'm. you know, this guy's he's, – he's to my right, and I got to make a reach block. Reach block. Set HUD, the quick explosion, get over there. The quickness just to get them in front of the guy. And more times than not, is the most important thing there anyway. Yeah. And then he understands how to kind of stop him or slow him down in the track. So um, the guy's a first-round center. He has a chance to be really special, in my opinion. He's a fucking machine who never <laughs> loses a battle. And does high level NFL stuff yep. consistently in every game because in Iowa it's one of the few teams in college football that asks their O linemen to do NFL stuff. Yeah, and you're that talking about me, like getting out stepping, getting, it, getting out right, of the edge. all all of it, just like the the real. They have real running plays. It's yeah. not just inside, outside, zone. We only have two running plays. That's yeah. most of college football. That's Mississippi State. Uh, we only got these plays. You know, yeah. He's doing down blocks, double teams. You know, you know, down, you know, kick out blocks, whatever. He's anything that's being asked to pull. You know, double team, and then let's work to the second level, and we'll communicate it as we're doing the double team to figure out who goes up there. You know, he's that's where he's got an advantage over a lot of these guys coming in the draft. So we have six offensive linemen. You yeah. have six
1: uh, on your, quote, top five. I think we've had three. Yeah, three interior. We've had two guards in the center, only one tackle. Yeah. So we're moving into the top two. The big top two. And we are nothing but tackles from here on out.
0: Yeah, nothing but tackles here on out. It's the big two. We know who they are. I mean, the big two are are Evan Neal and, you know, Icky Iquanu, all right? And I am making Icky Equanu my number two. All right, and then let me just say this is not easy. I was going to say, how difficult was that? Was parsing that This one out? could be a 1 or a 1A type okay. of thing. This is a phenomenal football player. And I'm going to state right now that overall, Icky Iquanu's film was better than Evan Neal's. Okay? Huh. It was better. Overall. So you're gonna have to wait till I get to Evan Neal okay. to ask her that question okay. why why he's won. You uh, can see it in the in the word bubble above yeah, my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you want to ask so wait, why <laughs> So overall film is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay? The guy could be a guard, but he's made for left tackle. I mean, so there's a little versatility there for sure. But like incredible athlete, incredible get off. You know. The power to move and dig and root people out. No doubt about it. You know, all the movement stuff is really, really special. I mean, to be 320, he carries it very easily. He doesn't even look 320 on the film, when the way he moves and does everything. But I think between that, I mean, it's, it's like elite explosiveness, elite change of direction ability. You know, the redirects, like we're talking about, going to the second level. the linebacker tries to juke him out. No, not so fast. Not around this guy. He's going to be there to, to knock you out. You know, blows people back on contact. You know, so that's, I mean, right away you see that and you just go, man, the guy's got it all. There's nothing in his game that he physically can't do. And most things he does at a very elite level.
1: In the ACC, did did you have much film to look at where he was going at an ass kicker on the other side as well?
0: Yeah. It's not as much like when they played Florida state, right? Florida state, they, they did a good job of not putting their best guy over him the whole game. Right. So there was that. And that would be some of the negatives we talk about here with him. Again, this is a phenomenal football player, very worthy of being a top five pick for sure. All right. Um, You know, but, like, yes, the, the true NFL pure pass protection plays are not many in the NC State offense. There's not a lot of times he's asked there to be like, hey, protect for four seconds. The quarterback's going to take a seven-step drop, and we're reading, you know, the post to the deep corner to the crosser coming across. We want you to hold up. Uh, Almost everything is get it out quick, you know, RPO. So it's like, holy shit, this is the 60th play of the game. He's only really pass protected four (laughs) times the whole game. Yeah. I mean, holy crap. It drives you crazy. So, but, you know, even within all that, you know, there's nothing there negatively other than there's some pass protection areas that need to be cleaned up. But again, we're being nitpicky. I'm holding to like top five of the draft type of conversation here.
1: I've seen sloppy feet can lead him to struggle.
0: A little bit. You buy that? Yeah, a little. I think sloppy feet sometimes um, in the pass game can kind of like, you know, make the initial contact and hit with you and then kind of lean on you and stop his feet and then people might go around. So there's a little bit of that to where I would go. The weight gets over his toes a little sometimes Mm -hmm. on contact instead of kind of sitting in there and having that base underneath you, right? So it's that. But, like, again, it's not like you see it every game or all the time. It's just, okay, here it is. And it's fixable with the kind of athlete and power this guy has. It's still an incredible, you know, anchor. Um, And the other thing I like, Paul, as the season goes along, I felt like some of that stuff got cleaned up where he got better and better at it. You know, he stopped letting pass rushers get all their momentum and run into him at full speed. He started to learn to like, wait, wait, I got these long freaking arms. Let me throw it out there and stun you a little bit so you can't come into me at 100 miles per hour. So, awesome football player. Clearly expect him to be the top five. In fact, I really think Houston will take him at number three. I just feel like it's a Houston-Nick Casario pick. Are you saying that because you think Evan Neal will be gone? I think Evan Neal will probably go after him. Mm. Evan Neal will be my favorite. He will be Chris Simms' favorite left tackle. Who, If I was a GM, I would take him one. Mm. But I think... Yes, I'm just. I know NFL and how it works and how some of these GM, you know, so clean the tape like we talk about and all that. There, there's some that are just going to fall in love with it, and rightly so. The guy is really good, and I think it is debatable about who the, the number one pick is. I'm not certainly sitting here trying to say what I say goes in stone and you listen to me forever. Just one opinion. Yeah, I, I want to read this opinion to
1: you, and you can yeah. take it wherever you'd like to go. This is from yeah. NFL.com. It's like watching Greg Robinson all over again when he was coming out of Auburn. He's got that same rawness and protection and power in the running game, more thoughtful player, and more likely to get his issues fixed. That's from an
0: area scout for an NFC team. What do you think? Well, I, 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 rem- I mean, I studied Greg Robinson hard coming out. I mean, I, I think this kid's film's cleaner than Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson was one of those where I thought he was a little more like Charles Cross, where you went, whoa, I see all this talent, and it's really good. But, man, there's some rawness and some crap we got to fix here. But the potential is amazing, right? And... Yeah, of course it didn't work out. I don't look at this guy being that raw. Mm. No. This is, to me, is like, we're talking minor, minor adjustments here. The pass protection issues were not that of, like, you know, where I go, oh, man, that's really scary to me. I never was like that. I just, one of the the only things I wrote that were negative, and and I just, as I get into it, I don't want to give up some of my other stuff on my other guy here. You know, I just wrote, you know, anchor and punch are not as good as the qua- the top guy that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about here in a minute. You know, um, and 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 in that pass protection, he will lean and miss at times, like I talked about. Yeah. You know, and that's again, I think, because of the footwork a little bit and all that, but it's it's minute. Yeah. It's minute. It's a really clean film. This guy.
1: I, I'm, I'm listening to you, and I think that was a really good intro to the player for those of us who didn't know him that well coming in. I feel like my follow-ups and the questions I have are kind of in relation to your number one guy. I know. Evan let's Neil. do it.
0: So let's let's just do it. Let's we just get to number to one. Yeah. Listen, because I want to tell you when I write, when I watch these uh, all, and I, that's why I have a hard time when I read through my notes. Yeah. Because I compare through my notes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to give it off to you. Right. But I compare as I go. Yeah. I go wait. This guy did this better than this guy. This guy did it worse than this guy. And I write those things down to kind of continue to keep my brain and, like, remembering of where I think certain areas, this guy was great. And I compare them that way. That's how I do my evaluation. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get it. You want to get to Evan Neal, the number one tackle in the draft? Let's get to Evan Neal. And we we
1: can kind of continue to roll in the comparisons here as you're talking about Evan. Yeah,
0: that's a great way to do it. Um, Evan Neal won. All right, is a gi- gigantic human being. 67350. 350. It's an easy 350. I saw him at the Combine along with Icky. You know, they're both impressive bodies. But yeah, this is a different this is a different guy. It's like the easiest 350 you've ever seen. That's good. It, it's easy. Right, Mm. and it's not sloppy either. It's not like you turn on the film and go, "Oh man, his his belly's really jiggling," and I see his tricep there, and he's got twelve pounds of fat on his tricep. You know, it's not that at all. So the film itself is not as clean as icky, right? Like I talked about. You know, there's a few things here and there, and the run game, though, only in the run game, yes, can he get faked out in space every now and then? can he maybe take the wrong angle to the second level and not be the machine Icky was always at making that block no doubt as he is good in the wide receiver screen and getting out and blocking a corner or a linebacker on the edge to you know you know get your receiver off as Icky no Icky's better at all those things right but this is the best pass protecting left tackle I have ever seen and since I've been doing this I've never seen anybody as good years, as this so like 6 so again, 10 11 10 years wow the best you've ever seen. No, this is, this is fucking wall. Nobody gets close with Evan Neal. Then why would, and this is probably a couple of levels past. Yeah. Because they're going to see other things in this film, and they're going to go, well, it's not as good as Icky. Mm. It's, not, it's not always as clean. This kid has a little of the issues Icky does, and I talk about in the past game of leaning. Yeah, This guy at times will be leaner in the run game. You can you know, live with that more than the passing game, right? I'm going with the pass game. Yeah. That's just the way I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go with the guy that's the pass, best pass. The guy that I saw play NFL defense ends every week, yeah. and nobody ever get close. Including the guy that a lot of people think is going to be the number one or two pick. Not even close to which, the quarterback. Which one are you talking Trayvon about? Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Yeah. I mean, they played him twice. It's just... It's a clinic. Now they don't play Trayvon Walker the right way all the time, like you've heard me discuss, and they don't let him like really rush the passer. But either way, the guy has very good lateral quickness. Like his feet aren't as good as Icky's, but they're a little less. All right. But his anchor is as good as I've seen. Nobody pushes him back. And then his punch with his arms is off the charts good. You want to talk about, like, when his hands get on you, it is over. It is over. Mm. And he is great at meeting the pass rusher, you know, getting out of his step getting an initial punch and the guy's like oh and it just ruins all their momentum and you're like well it's over now you're done it's, he's got you it's done yeah. let alone guys that try to get like every now and then you might go ooh, they're gonna get him around the edge and you know what happens he's so fucking big and long that he still gets an arm or something on it and pushes the guy five yards upfield and he doesn't even get close to the quarterback yeah and that's to me that's see that's where like Orlando Brown and some of those guys do that's where it's a little different, let alone the Cam Jordans of the world and them can't power rush them either. So, again, the film not the same, but the pass protections off the charts good. And then the running game concerns I have, they're not that big. You see him do all the things I said that I wish he was a little. You see him do them at a high level plenty of times. Yeah, It's just not every time. You know, so it's not again like I don't know if he can do this. It's just like oh, he's got to get a little better. At this he's got to clean this up. Yeah. But you talk about then if you want to give me the guy, I think if you give me the guy where I go, it's third and one. We got to have it to win the Super Bowl right here, mm-hmm. and we got to run behind somebody. I'm going behind Evan Neal. Yeah, I am over Icky as yeah. much as I think Icky gets off the ball too. Evan Neal has moments of absolutely fucking mauling people in front of him, like they have no chance. It's like. It's like you and me lined up over him, and we're going on a roller coaster ride. Yeah. He just raw, and all of a sudden you're like, man, this is 300-pound lineman here. He just right. pushed seven yards down the field. I think he's special and an amazing pass protector. Let's say,
1: let's say I am the GM of the Texans, okay, and you know that I want to take the NC State kids. Mm. You're the O-line coach for the Texans. You've spent months watching these two, and you just have conviction. Like you said, that even though you like them both a lot, Evan Neal is the guy you want Run game and pass game. Yeah. You got 30 seconds with the GM before you meet with the head coach to tell him why he should take Evan Neal. Yeah. I know you have 10 minutes to say about it. Yeah. What's your headline
0: about, Mr. GM, we got to take this guy. I've never – we'll zero issues in pass protection with this guy. Everything that, we, we got to worry about with this guy is just yeah. we got to learn just a few little steps and techniques and things just to get to the second level or adjust to somebody making a move in me in space. And I would go, but, man, you know, it's a passing league. There's a lot of great pass rushers ruining, ruining games for the other team right now. Yeah. And you don't ever have to worry about this with this guy at tackle. There you go. That's where, I mean, that That to me. walk out the door with that. It, I went back and forth here, but I just, as I went back and forth more and more as time went on, I just go, I, I even though the other guy's maybe better in more areas than the other guy, the area that's most important to me is that pass protecting area. And Evan yeah. Neal to me is elite. Yeah. At, at in that department. I think you summed that
1: up really well. I mean, if if you're gonna rate five areas, maybe your second guy is higher in all five, but the one he's better at, that is
0: the skill. It's the skill. That you have to have. No question. And then with all like the different types of pass rushers, yep. you know, again you get one week it's Joey Bosa, the next week it's whoa, it's DeForest Buckner, yeah. it's a different human here, you know. Then it's Khalil Mack, and you're like, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's just, it's all over the place. And to me, Neil, the 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 foot quickness, let alone with the anchor and the ability to punch and the arms and all that. Uh, was like I said, I thought it was off the charts good for it, for a college left tackle.
1: Doesn't sound like you're describing somebody who would be a problem in the run game.
0: No, it's not exactly right. He's not going to be a problem in as the long run as game. He's decent. Yes,
1: yeah. it's, it is better. Or maybe than, even better. It is. Yeah. It's
0: better than defense. You know, again, that's where I, when we're picking these two guys apart here, we're talking. I'm talking like it's better than everybody else. Yeah, we're just comparing them against these their the each other, which they're they're in a, a league of their own. You know, but yeah, the negatives, like I talked about, can lean on people in the run game, he can fall off, you know. I would say he was on the ground maybe a time or two more than I would like. He's too talented to be on the ground. But I think again that goes into the leaning thing, right? But the toughness is real. Anything straight ahead is off the charts good. Mm. It's phenomenal that way. And like I said, it's just the change of direction, redirection stuff in the run game, not in the pass game. You know, the pass game, he's a machine. And so that is also what leads you to believe, like, hey, this guy can get to the second level and do those things we're talking about. I see him mirror pass rushers better than anybody else in the NFL draft. here. Yeah. So he can do that. Um, but the power is real running pass. And and I said, even at the end, I said, and all I've said even about the change of direction and redirect, it's still really good. And I have yet to see a bad pass pro. He has an incredible anchor, an incredible punch, and he attacks pass rushers, you know. Um, let me just see. You know, fix one or two things in the run game. I think you got it all. Yeah, Gets his hands on point. you, it's over. Yeah. And yeah, it's, 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 this is this is to me the best tackle in the draft.
1: You want to have some fun watching a big guy
0: do a great box jump. Oh, yeah. Have Let's, you seen I, this? Yeah, I have. I, have. I had some fun with him or this already. <laughs> You've already done I did. I had fun with him specifically. I got the oh, Now, so first off, <laughs> does this look like a guy that's 350 to you? Look he, at that body. Box jump, split squat. A box jump, Sticks split it. squat, and he's 350. That's 6'7", everyone. Now, that's what I mean. It's the easiest three you you've ever seen. When okay. I saw him in person, I just went, I, I can't believe this is a guy that's 350 pounds. Five times
1: more impressive than a 320-pound offensive lineman running a 4940. That well, right there. Well, it's, that's a better sign of, like, athleticism and, and
0: explosion. That's where their right? game is. Exactly right. Exactly. That's what some of these things have just been made too much or too important. Right, uh, in in the scouting world, it's just too nitpicky over stuff. Where you go, I don't know what. Who cares about the last thirty-five yards of that guy's race? I don't care. <laughs> Thinking about matter. the scouting
1: world, this time of year, we used to always do this. I, I say we. I, I would see people and hear the conversations about Alabama running backs. Well, let's compare the other Alabama running backs the last ten yeah, years. So let's right. let's do this a little bit here with sure. the Alabama offensive lineman. Uh, do you think he's being overrated at all? And I think I know the answer. Uh, we're looking at past. Alabama O-tackles taken uh, Alex Leatherwood last year, 17, to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, Wills the year before, Williams the year before, Ryan Kelly at center, Yeah. Uh, Chance Warmack, DJ Fluker. So what do you make of this Alabama lineage there on the
0: offensive line yeah, in the first well, round? Not all of them have lived up to, I guess, expectations. Some of them have. I Should mean, that be any part of his evaluation? No, I get it. Well, you know, listen. I understand the question and where we are here. Alabama, yeah, a lot of the times, maybe they maybe get a little overrated or whatever because you just go, well, we know they're coached the right way, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're doing NFL type stuff, you know, to where, yeah. Do I think a guy like Alex Leatherwood probably last year got a little overdraft? That I do, yeah. We'll see where it goes, and I think naturally, uh, eventually, he's going to be a, a guard all the time. I think, mm. um, but like, you can't let that stuff affect you, right? Because if we went on the uh, well, look at what happened here. Uh, they, they, Alabama set out D. Milner. We shouldn't draft any more <laughs> Alabama corners. Oh, yeah? Tell right. me about Patrick Chertain or Marlon Humphrey or Drake Kirkpatrick or where the, Landon Collins. Right. Where do you want me to end the fucking right. conversation? Right After what pro bowler? So don't let, like, one or two. That list is good. Yeah. Wills hasn't maybe been as good as we want, but it's still been good. Um, just, I don't think yeah. this guy's being overrated. I, uh, and you know what I think. Yeah,
1: no, it sounds I mean, like your evaluation of him. I'm a lover of him. I mean, t- the last 10 years, you haven't seen a left tackle better. I mean, not it doesn't matter what like his that. helmet is, what his uniform is in college. You're not going to say that unless you really, really think it. Like, it's not going to get escalated just because he went to school. No, exactly right. Exa- that's exactly the way You're not going to make that put comment exactly just because he went to Alabama. Just because he went to Alabama. You I'm might push a third-round pick into the second round. But you're not gonna make you are not gonna, not say gonna speak best that well to somebody. That, yes,
0: exactly right. Yeah, that, that's I think the best way to defend myself. You're right. I think I'm gonna use that for now on. I'm here for you. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Um, but yeah, he's uh this it's a hell of a football player and so is Icky. You know, again, my big thing is is yeah, I'm putting him a tackle and Evan Neal, fourth quarter, first quarter, doesn't matter what the team, what the scheme is, I don't worry about him pass protecting against anybody in the sport. I don't. Icky, on the other hand, like I told you, um, I I I have a little little worry about the big power pass rushers with him, and that to me was the difference. I don't worry about the speed guys. Yeah, Icky's going to be fine with the speed guys. It's the real two eighty, you know, defense end, the Cameron Jordans of the world, like I'm talking about. That's the guy – or, you know, again, Nick Bosa. Yeah, it's 260, but he has the power, and he goes speed to power on you. Yeah. That's the guy I worry about a little bit with
1: Icky. Let's take a look at your top six here as now we've been through the – all the way through the number one, Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama. And to me, I look at this group, and I can think about one little thing or a couple little things you said about each one, but what I remember most from this last hour is you think all six of these guys – belong in the first round no question
0: I think all six belong in the first round wouldn't be shocked if we saw all six of these guys off the board by 25 really I really wouldn't and you know that's six guys and really you know again I think if we're going to be fair there's two more guys to me that you could probably that are in the first round conversation and I expect at least one of them, maybe both of them, to go in the first in the, round. I do. And that's where I come off going, I think there'll be eight linemen drafted in the first. We're going to get to the honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, let's
1: visit a little subject here from our friends at PointsBet. First offensive lineman drafted odds. And I would imagine that Evan Neal is... I think Icky's going to be the leader. You think Icky's I think Icky's,
0: Icky's the, the, the household leader name right now. Okay. yeah, you know, that, that, that to me. And again, I understand it, like, I, like we talked about. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's barely, it's ba- barely, but it's yeah. it's like we talked about. I feel like you know more GMs and not are going to like his tape because, like we said, it's cleaner in all areas. So he's
1: uh, he's at negative one hundred and fifty to be the first offensive lineman drafted. Evan Neal plus one hundred and forty, big big drop off down to plus seven hundred for the next one. That's Charles Cross.
0: Yeah, have you made me read between the tea leaves or connect dots or whatever else? I think it will go Aiden Hutchinson one. Walker two from Georgia, and like I said, I think number three the Texans. I just feel like it's going to be e- uh, icky. Mm. I do. I just I look at that and go wait. They got tons of left tackle. They got Mark Marcus Cannon at right tackle, who's going into year eleven or twelve. You know they got two guards and Titus Howard and Sharping, who are solid, but nothing special. To where I just go, you bring icky. And you can do whatever you want. You can go, hey, you go right tackle for this year, and we'll move Marcus Cannon into a guard position, which he has done in New England too. Mm-hmm. Or you just go, no, Icky, you're a, you could be an amazing guard. We'll just, we'll keep, for now, we're going to keep Marcus Cannon a to tackle, Tunzel the other tackle, and you'll play one of the guards, and we'll figure out the other two spots. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I don't know. To me, that's where I just feel like this is going. Uh, yeah. But I don't know that.
1: Even if Aiden Hutchinson goes one overall, Neil Equanu worthy
0: of being the first overall pick? They are. They are worthy. Yeah. They, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be mad if either one of them went first. I wouldn't sit there and go, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe they went one. That's so stupid. I yeah. definitely would not. Either one of them. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, Oh, they, and the Texans cut, cut Marcus Cannon. So there you go. So there's – makes me believe it even more. Yeah. I forgot they cut him. Yeah. So I was already thinking that before him. That's where I need to look up those little details. I just go off the top of my head too much. (laughs) We're making our way to the Honorable Mention, who you also think uh, potential
1: first-round picks. But first, a reminder to download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K to sign up. That's right. Get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000. If you're
0: in an eligible state, PointsBet has an exclusive sign-up offer for unbuttoned listeners that you can't miss. Download the PointsBet app. Do it now. Do it now. Do it. All right. <laughs> Use code NBC, NBC2K to sign up and get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So if you bet $50 and lose, guess what? You will get free bets worth $50 once the game starts. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Do it. You threw in that whole do it routine in the middle and at the end for free. Thanks. Yeah, for free. That's just what are. I do. That's what I do. Put it on my tab, okay? <laughs> Put it on my tab. A Jersey read. <laughs> a Pete Jersey says. read, yep. That's right. Is Pete a Jersey? New no, York. Pete yeah, he's from East Jersey. Let's call it Queens. East it's East Jersey, Jersey. Queens. Right. It's a little level below Jersey, Long Island, <laughs> so it's East Jersey. <laughs> below like
1: on the map or below some other
0: below way? Uh, all all angles. Everything you just can think below, of, Long period. Island's below New Jersey. All okay. Right? Pete had no rebuttal. <laughs> I know, I know. It's great. That's great. It's glad he doesn't have a mic either. He can't. Nobody can hear what he says anyways. Uh, I do want to get into our honorable yes, mentions here. Yes. Back, For, back to the great state of Iowa. Back to the Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, certainly. Big body, right? Now, big body, got all the long arms, pretty good athlete, right? Uh, has everything you want, you know, as far as being a left tackle or a tackle in the NFL. He's not dominant. Okay, that's the one thing I would say, especially for his level of competition. There's just a little too much to me where I want to go kind of just gets it done. But, you know, again, you don't get to see against a lot of high level defense ends. He's kind of in a class of his own that way, that way. And, you know, to me, that's why I would probably put the other guy, Bernard Raymond, in front of him. Mm -hmm. Because there was a little bit more of a better competition aspect. And I thought a little bit more of a physical dominant play as compared to Penning. But to me, both guys are first-round tackles. Wow. I do. I would think somewhere between 20 and 32, you see see these guys go. But, yeah, very good football players. And one more here. And then I want to give the guy that's not going to be a first-round pick, but just one of my favorite watches Mm -hmm. and a guy that I think has got a lot of potential is the Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Would you like so much? Well, he's probably the most physical lineman in the whole draft. I mean – it's killer, mauler. It's a great compliment. And he's a good athlete. Yeah. But. There must be a big butt here. Well, the butt is just, it's its its raw. Yeah. I mean, nobody's taught him how to do anything in pass pro. He's just doing it with his God-given ability. It's like they just said, like, here's a basketball, go play one-on-one against it. And he's just, he's out there like, oh, let me just move my feet this way and that way, and I'll just block you. I don't know how I did it, <laughs> but I did. Yeah. And then he pulls the next play, and He's at left tackle and you know he pulls one play and he leads with the right foot. You go, Oh, that's good. And then I watch the next play and he does like a karaoke out of it and then pulls. And you're like, What? So there's some rawness there. He has not been coached at all. But when you talk about power, strength, you know, knocking people off the ball attitude, yeah. he's I mean, he can be a left tackle in the NFL, I think you'd be a guard, like, right away. Yeah. Right. And the, karaoke is like, you know, when people twist know, their yeah. feet and twist their feet. We used to have to do it all the time. Yeah, for like, warm-up in a football. Yeah. Right, right. When was He's the last there.
1: time that you were going to do a workout that you, did, you like, did karaoke Every on one.
0: For real? right like, like now? Every workout. You do it. I do it. I am, like, the nerd long? at the gym that does fast feet. And then I do butt kicks. And then I do straight leg bounds. And then I do side (laughs) shuffles. And then I do backwards run. It's like in your basement, in your driveway. No matter where. No matter where. If I'm going to work out, I'm going
1: through that warm up. So, like, if if, if I'm the Chris Sims neighbor and I'm driving to the grocery store, I might look in the driveway and see Chris doing karaoke. Definitely. 100%. 100%.
0: It's phenomenal. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I did it Saturday at my workout before the gym. Did it all. That's right. I got to do it now, too. Now I'm at the age where I'm like, if I don't warm up, I like hey, have a bacchiotomy. <laughs> and I'm like, I got, yeah. I'm like, I don't feel right. Your right back and your yeah. left back. <laughs> exactly. Okay,
1: so I'm going to ask you to, to um, connect the dots. All right, read the tea leaves. Okay. Connect the tea leaves if you'd like. I, I like You to. can read the dots. Sure. So Pete, Pete has included one question here yeah. before we go away. Yeah. Who's Pete's favorite team? Who do you think this might be about? The G-men. Yeah. That's what we are. The team that, that uh, gave you the 400 question. Yeah, those assholes. True sure or false? Yeah. Multiple choice. Okay, Giants. Graham Joyce. Would it make sense for the Giants to bookend their line by taking two tackles at five and seven, hmm. or should they use one of those picks on a pass rusher? I would like one of them on a pass rusher. Okay, I would. I would love for us to take. Doesn't sound like either one of those those two offensive tackles are going to be there at five.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you is, wouldn't
1: be surprised if they were, they were gone.
0: I wouldn't, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head. No, I would think you're going to have one of them at five. I don't think the Jets are going to be in the, in the business of tackle at four. Okay. I don't think so. You know, they took Elijah Vera Tucker last year. They got Makai Beckton from the year before that. Uh, how many, you know, how many resources are we going to spend on the offensive line? They have other things. So, you know, the Texans at three. If they go one, the other one should be left over. I want the Giants to take it. Okay. All right. Yes. And I am rooting for the Giants to get Evan Neal. Um, Pete so. says,
1: what if somebody wants to trade ahead of the Panthers to five? Is that what he said? All
0: right, well, then that's going to be – I wouldn't, especially if Evan Neal or Icky are there. You wouldn't trade it? I would not, no. To me, again, this is – we classify under these two guys stand above the rest. There's mm-hmm. a separation. So you better get some great package to go down and get one of these other tackles. That is going to be riskier. Yeah. And I want to go Giants. We, we just took a tackle at four, and it's, you know, it hasn't been great so far. It's finally going in the right direction. But no, I don't think we should bookend it either. I should have tackled at five. We'll have Andrew Thomas at one tackle. We'll have whoever we get a pick number five at the other tackle. And then we'll fill in the rest from there. You know, and then I w yes, I want us to get a pass rusher, the Giants. I do. Us. Us. Yeah. I'm a G Man fan. Yes, I want us, I see I want one of these damn pass rushers. You know, whether it's the Florida State kid, um, you know, maybe this is a place maybe they trade down. Seven? You would do it there. I could see that. Maybe Wink Martindale might go, you know what? I don't want the kid from Florida State. I don't need that, like, speed pass rusher off the edge. I'm Baltimore defense, right? Mm. I'm more of this Darius Thomas, you know, Matt Judon type. I like Karlaftis from From Purdue. Purdue, Yeah. Move us down a few spots. I'll take take him. him. Uh, If that's – then fine. But, yes, I would love to see pass protector and pass rusher on the Giants draft.
1: I've had a great one-two football less than twenty-four hours. USFL last night.
0: Woo! Little little offensive lineman talk with Chris. The Damn, next you day. have. and you look good, and you're you're like, oh, yeah. you, I don't even look tired. Damn, they must have to put you to work more. Maybe there's a locker more. room
1: right down the hall. Did you know that? No, you can like come in from the airport and like you know freshen up. Is that what you did today? Yeah. Wow, you didn't go home yet. No. Wow. Yeah. I feel bad. No, I do. This is a good day. Yeah, it's a good day. Really All right, good. Good. I'm how. Wasn't kidding happy. around. Yeah. All right, good. Good to hear that. Watch the USFL next week. Right, we're, well, on, we're on Friday. I, night. I watched a little. I yeah. watched a little this week. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll start. Continue to. die. It's hard. It was hard on a holiday weekend. I know. Especially Easter, yesterday. Yeah.
1: Easter weekend is. You
0: know, I'm outside hiding eggs for the kids. I'm having baseball catches. Right. There's kids yelling and screaming everywhere. Yeah. There's NBA playoffs on. I mean, it was just a lot of shit going on. I hear you. Yeah. But Don't I saw you. enough. I got yeah. a feel. I got a feel. Yeah. That's so, fun. All right. It's hang fun. in there, Slugger. Thank you. All right. You yeah. only got a few more weeks left of me. Actually, no, you got a lot more than that. We all do right?
1: this what 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 are we on? We're in mid April? Mid April.
0: We'll do it through yeah, June one? Yeah, we'll do June. Yeah. And then we got one story here. All Timeless right? Sports. Dion.
1: Who's Dion? Oh my gosh. Dion with Andrew Kramer. Nineteen eighty nine. The Giants told him to do a written test, and he asked them what pick they had. Yes. Tenth pick, Deion, I'll be gone before then. Damn, I don't how have got the time Giants for this? did the
0: tenth pick that year? <laughs> the Giants in 89, how did they 89. get the tenth pick? 80, 88, 88, the Giants lost the last game of the year to miss the playoffs. If they won, they got home field advantage. If they lost, they didn't make the playoffs. How crazy is That's that? That's good giant right? recall. So they lost yeah. to the Jets, actually but 89, so they man, that would have been so awesome if Deion Sanders was on the Giants when I was there as a little kid. Bottom man. line, though, Deion also did not like the Giants test. Well, of course not. Who the fuck would? <laughs> Anybody with brains doesn't like it. Anybody with a life would not like the Giants test. I mean, Lawrence Taylor definitely didn't take that test. I know yeah. that. I was and just I doubt so, Phil Sims did either.
1: I was so but, happy to be at the Combine. If it was 800 questions... I would have done all 800. He would have done, yeah, Is hear, there yeah. more? Is there an extra credit yeah, portion? Right, right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I need to go back in time. But, yeah, Dion was going to do that. I love Dion's pre-draft stories. They're amazing. Can you imagine Dion Sanders on the same defense as Lawrence Taylor? That would be unreal. That locker room would be unreal. I would wish that would have happened. But Dion, between that story right there, which I've heard before, and then, you know, of course the 40 time where he just shows up lines up runs the 40 puts his mink coat on and leaves again. <laughs> I mean that's just I haven't heard the mink coat that's just portion faller. of it. Yeah. Was it, it was like a 4 I heard, I heard like 419 418 four yeah. right 416 yeah. yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. Fastest human ever. Yeah. All right everybody. Be good. Uh we got Thursday, all right? Thursday these nice people here at NBC are giving me a little bit of an extra day. Oh, you get the, right? a, a little yeah, cushion. A little cushion here. To do, to just do to what? Just to finish off the D tackles and the linebackers. I'm pretty much done with the D tackles. Yeah. All right. Uh, just started on the linebackers. So feeling good. But Thursday we'll be doing that. Ahmed will be here. This will be our final positional draft rankings of the 2022 draft season. Check it out. Subscribe, rate, review. You know where to find us. We're here at NBC Sports, okay? Uh, Paulie, you the man. Good to see you. Good to see you. You should do
1: some karaoke before the linebackers. I,
0: I will. Okay, I'll do it. I'll get warmed up. I'll get ready to go. I'll show you guys what it's all about next time. Peace out. Everybody be good. Talk to you.